You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. We're talking about finding and following your purpose at work and in life. And we're joined once again by executive coach Shirley Adrain, the founder of and the founder and the CEO of the Career Catalyst Group. Shirley is also a DNI consultant and leadership coach, and Shirley and her team at the Career Catalyst Group supports individuals to maximize their potential at work and also organizations to create a diverse and inclusive workforce. Now as you know, if you've tuned in before, you know that Shirley has had a long career in financial services and she also saw what worked and what didn't and is encouraged to see the positive change in 2021. And today, as I mentioned earlier, Shirley will share the critical importance of finding and following your purpose in life and in work and also some tips uh, with her popular client workshop, How to Align Your Purpose and Achieve to Thrive at Work. Welcome back on the program, Shirley. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. and. Hey, Fat Choi, to you and your family, wishing you happiness and good health in the year of the metal ox. Hey, Fat Choi, Noreen, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. We are also live on Facebook as well, so that's great news for some of our listeners who uh, don't just want to tune in via the radio, they want to see uh, Shirley and us uh, chatting on Facebook. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So, first of all, let's perhaps uh, chat about the link between sort of purpose and success in 2021. I'm sure many people will be thinking about that. What, what's your take on that, Shirley? Well, no, I think like during the pandemic, many of us have questioned ourselves, you know, especially if we've been working from home, we've thought, you know, am I in the right job? Am I really operating at my best at work? And, and do I really want to work for this company? Um, and most times I find that when people ask these types of questions, they're not clear on their purpose and they're not following it. Um, following your purpose, or as Simon Sinek says, you know, your why um, makes you happier, healthier, and more successful in work and in life. And when you're a purpose-driven leader, you know what fulfills you professionally and personally. So your purpose can really act as a filter on how you act and think and operate in service of others. And I, I think that to be successful at work, we need to be clear on the value that we can add and link that, that those values and, and purpose in life. You know, linking those together will allow us to be the best version of ourselves. So success in the 21st century, it has to take us beyond these old models, you know, of success based on the money and power and status, and into something a lot more meaningful that connects us more deeply to ourselves and our values and each other and the environment. So, so I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a big theme um, for, for this year. I think you're absolutely right, Shirley. I think during the pandemic, a lot of people are sort of questioning, you know, um, what's the point of sort of slaving away because you get one shot at life. Um, what are your priorities in life? Perhaps for some people, it is making the most money you possibly can. But, you know, for, perhaps for some people, it's about the balance between um, earning a living, enjoying your work and also spending the time with, with the people you love and doing things that we actually really enjoy doing. Yeah. So how can we actually sort of uncover cover and follow our purpose, the, the, the hows and the whys? Well, I think, you know, um, 
when you understand your purpose in life and you apply that to your work, it'll give you a new sense of career satisfaction. Because without a purpose, we feel lost and we're chasing things without a mission. I mean, you don't know. It's like it's like you're firing an arrow, but not knowing where the, you know, where the where, the, the, where you should be firing it. <laughs> and, and and I think you know you operate your best when you follow your purpose, and. You can do this in any role. For example, I heard a story of a hospital cleaner who gets a great deal of satisfaction from understanding the value he adds in keeping the hospital clean and thereby saving people's lives, especially during COVID. So he's got a very clear idea of his purpose and, and the value he's adding. Compare him to like the head of financial control in a bank who's really you know, focused and stressed about balancing the numbers and finding more ways to cut costs. You know, who do you think is sleeping better at night? You know, who is happier and who, who really understands you know, why you're here? So, so I think you know, it's really important to try and uncover and, and follow your purpose. I'm so glad you, ma- you, you mentioned the janitor story. It also reminds me, I think years ago, uh, at Yale University, the uh, School of Management, I think a professor also did something similar about job satisfaction and, and finding the purpose. I think they interviewed, um, she interviewed two groups of cleaners at the hospital and one group was saying, well, you know, I, I'm just a cleaner. I, I, I clean the toilet, I clean the floors. Um, I don't really, you know, care for my job much. And then the other group of cleaners in the same hospital, they were like, well, you know, I keep the hospital clean for the patients and I also chat to the patients and I and I talk to them and get their minds off their illness and they really have such a sense of purpose and they are the much happier group and 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 they love their jobs and they see their jobs as a, as a as a critical and and vital part of um, the hospital. Um, it's sometimes not easy to often find that purpose in your job if you are sort of uh, just chasing the money. So how how do we know that by following our purpose that we'll be making a positive difference? Well, they've actually done, there's been several studies um, which you know, can show that when you follow your purpose, we're happier and more engaged at work. For example, McKinsey did a big survey and they discovered that people who have a strong sense of purpose report levels of well-being that are five times higher than people who don't. So that really links in with your hospital cleaner example. I mean, five times higher is a huge difference. Um, and also Gallup did some similar research and found that people who understand and use their key character strengths every day are six times more likely to be engaged in their jobs and are less likely to experience stress and anxiety. Other studies have shown that you actually live longer if you're really focused on your purpose. So I think, you know, there's amazing evidence to prove that this is not just some fad. It's actually something that's really, really worthwhile doing for your your health and your happiness. Absolutely. And, you know, you can kid yourself and, and say, oh, it's just a job. But the reality is if you have a sense of purpose and you really love what you're doing and you believe that has a greater meaning, um, you'll enjoy it much more. And if we work in a team, we look to our leader, we, we look to management uh, for that. So, I mean, why is it so important uh, for leaders and, and to become a purpose-based leader, especially during these times, during COVID? Yeah. yeah, and a lot of my work with leaders at the moment is on purpose-based leadership. It's such a key theme. Um, and, and, you know, I talk to them about how you, you lead at your best when you're following your purpose. 
and the leaders who are putting people first and leading from their values are the leaders who are really doing well and thriving organizations and who've got engaged employees at the moment. We see it in all, everything they do, we hear it in what they say, and we see it in their actions. And when, when these core, core values and, and are missing from their words and actions, we feel it and see it too. For example, you know, when you think of banks, because I work closely with banks and financial services companies, you know, they think which leaders did all they could to care for their people and well-being last, last year, last year and, and now, and which leaders only cared about the money? You know, who, who really wanted to help you? I mean, which leaders showed compassion and empathy and understanding for their people? And which leaders only cared about performance? Um, and which leaders became more visible and led from their values? And which leaders became invisible and led more from the head? Um, you know, the type of leaders who wanted to check in on you um, all the time, you know, rather than, you know, checking you've done all your work so you know you, you can really see and i'm sure you know probably a lot of your listeners are thinking now about their leaders and you know how, how they performed during the pandemic and i think this the pandemic has really put a microscope on leaders um and how they're how they're performing because it's really you know when you're at home you you, you need better leadership you need leaders to, to to come out there and really show that compassion and empathy absolutely it comes down to also the culture of individual companies um and if you have a culture of of leaders who just sort of you know head down do their own work how can they break that cycle how can they start you know the more sort of caring more compassion leadership mm -hmm. style yeah i mean what, what i've seen is when leaders you know think about the other person and think about the long term in their careers so, so you know if you've got most of your team at home you know panicking that they're not working and trying to check in on them to make sure that they're definitely are they starting working at nine are they working late that is not helpful um uh, rather you know i think in sharing really honestly sharing the, the, the stresses we've all been under over the last year and saying you know you know i'm trying to do this and i've got two kids doing home learning and you know and, and, and just being honest you know i managed this later because i had to go and do something else um and and just sharing sharing your, your stresses and anxieties and and just being a little bit more understanding of, of what, what your team are going through and looking at it from their perspective that makes a huge difference and that's where i hear you know clients who, who've got really purpose-led leaders they're really you know engaged and, and, and happy I think it may have dropped out just a second, uh, Shirley. Uh, we are talking. We're talking uh, with executive coach Shirley Adrain, the founder and the CEO of the Career Catalyst Group. Shirley is also a DNI consultant and leadership coach, and uh, she helps uh, to uh, individuals to maximise their potential at work. And um, she's had a long career in financial services and uh, saw what worked and what didn't. And she's joined us this afternoon to to share uh, what she's learned. A Along the way and also how to align your purpose to uh, brand uh, and also to thrive at work sorry Shirley we, we lost you for, for a couple of seconds <laughs> um, it's it sounds like um, you were talking about sort of uh, authentic leaders should really be sharing a little bit more about their own struggles and perhaps what they're going through and and show maybe some vulnerabilities to show that mm -hmm. you know like the rest of us we we're finding this pandemic challenging um, trouble yeah. is I think for, for a lot of the 
the the inbuilt mindset is that when you're a leader, you don't show any ounce of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You are the strong sort of role model, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you sort of strike that balance between um, showing that you're strong, but it's also okay to share the realities of the struggles? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that yeah, there are two different things. I think we should all be, you know, having that empathy um, and showing those realities. Um, and, and you've seen and probably a recent example with um, KPMG in the UK when, when, when the leader did not do that and, and has had to step down from his position. I think, I think you know, employees are taking things, you know, a lot more to heart and are really, you know, are, are being braver and saying when something is wrong. And, you know, there was a very loud reaction when this particular leader, you know, was, was not showing empathy. Um, so, so I think you know, it, it's clear that this is something we expect from our leaders now. Um, it's, it's a key skill. And yes, we want them to really understand the strategy and have a vision and show strong leadership and, and you know, show us the way, you know, that the, the, they like to see the company going and, and, and get us to buy into that. But I think it's very important that they that they listen and understand and have that empathy. Yeah, Shirley, what happened to the KPMG uh, leader? Why did he have to step down? He What's had to step down because because um, he well, I think he had quite a lot of people on the call. I think about fifteen hundred people in the UK and. and and, and, you know, they, they'd asked about how they were doing and some of them had said, you know, we're struggling a bit and, and he kind of was not very, empathetic. <laughs> uh, you know, empathetic to that. You know, it was kind of like, get on with it. Well, you know, you're lucky to have a job. Um, and, and, and also kind of made comments around not believing that unconscious bias was a real thing. So I think those two kind of comments really did not go down well with, with the audience. Yeah, wow. Okay, definitely a story to to follow. Um, So how can our listeners, going back to the purpose and sort of thriving at work, how can our listeners um, sort of uncover and find, you know, your true purpose and also uh, thrive at work? Because it's, it's daunting. It's sometimes not easy to do so. Yes. Yes, yeah, I think I think that's right. So I'll share how I did it, and, and there's some tips along the way. So, um, how I uncovered my purpose. Well, I think a few years ago I spent some time analysing um, when I operated at my best at work and in life, um, and that process it led me to uncover my life purpose. And as I had changed roles um, from the IT program manager to chief operating officer. To chief of staff and then DNI consultant, I, I removed the things that didn't align to my purpose, um, and that stopped me from being my, at my best at work. So, so I really focused on what did I really enjoy, where, where was I really adding value, and, and the things where I wasn't adding value, I removed those from my role and, and crafted a role where I can operate at my best. Um, and I think when you are uncovering your purpose, you've got to be guided by what's most important to you and who you are at your best. Now, an easy way to do this that I'm recommending to a lot of clients now is this via strength survey. It's actually free um, and it only takes five minutes to do and, and it shows you your signature strengths. Now, these are not the kind of strengths you might normally see, like, you know, being great with clients, leadership, etc. They're really your core values and action. So they're, they're things that are... Um, very energizing and come naturally to us. The things that we recognize by our family and friends. Um, so w- when I came out with these and got my sort of top strengths, it really resonated with me. And now I use this in my corporate workshops. Um, it's, it's, not, I see, it's not like normal surveys. So let me tell you what mine are and how I use them in my life and work. So my top three are hope. And with hope, 
I'm very optimistic, as you probably know, yes. <laughs> positive and future oriented. So I have I have cut the confidence and motivation to reach my goals. And despite adversity, many challenges and negatives, I see the good in myself and the, and the situations. And this relates to myself and others, for example, with my coaching clients and my health and well-being are enhanced by hope. Um, I'm, I'm living proof of this as I'm, I, you know, I'm struggling with illness at the moment, but I really, you know, my, my positivity is really helping me get better um, and I believe in that mind-body connection and, and having that zest for life. The next one I have is gratitude and, and I take time to appreciate the good things in my life including my family, my friends, and the environment I live and, and work in and my skills and talents. And the third one for me is fairness. And, and I use that all the time, obviously, in creating a diverse and inclusive workforce. So, so when I got these three and the details behind them in this free survey, I, I, it really helped me understand what are my core values. And then I could use this to create a purpose statement. Um, and my purpose statement is to use my strengths and my skills to empower people to elevate their lives and careers. That's perfect. Um, you, all of your strengths can align to exactly what, what you're doing. And you're right, they're not sort of your, your, your regular career strengths, you know, good at communication yeah. or, you know, it, yeah. it's really sort of more um, uh, intangible, but really essential uh, to, to, to being a, a good leader and also starting your, your own business. Okay, and this is called Via Strength, and it's a free survey. Okay. Well, well our yeah, listeners really will have to check it, it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Finally, um. You know, well, but before we get to that, I mean, is for people to sort of reevaluate their purpose. Do you have to be at a certain point of your career? Because if you're starting out and you're not quite at management yet, or if you're sort of, mm -hmm. you know, going up the ranks, you can't really pick and choose what you want to do and what you don't want to do. You can't yeah. say, oh, this doesn't align with my purpose, um, because mm -hmm. you you sort of have to do yeah. the things you don't want to do to to, yeah. to keep progressing. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all been in that situation. We've all been in in roles, you know, where, where you know it's been a struggle. And I can certainly think of you know a role I did at you know a bank, which I won't name, um, <laughs> where you know I, I was managing what could only be described as a project from hell. I didn't know that till I joined, and and I had eighteen months to put this global system live, and and it was a real struggle. It had been done several times and they failed, and 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 I knew I had to stick at it, working with you know challenging clients, a really challenging environment um and, and so i really didn't think i was you know walking to my best using my, my best talents and that's where you know i went to my boss and said look you know i'm going to do this i'm going to do this job i know i need to do it but you know please help me i need to be doing some other things that you know are going to bring me more joy at work and so he he helped me to um there was they were doing a new leadership um, course for technology and they needed somebody to work with the, the, the trainer on that to help develop this course. So I ended up doing some work with him on that and that was fantastic for me because I really enjoyed it. I knew I was helping people. Um, I learned a lot. So, so you know, sometimes you have to do things like that to to, you know, to, to get you, yourself through it. And I mean, also, I spent some time with my team helping them on their careers. So, you know, helping them find the next role after this. So, so I found bits and pieces of my day where I was following my purpose. And Shirley, um, you have a terrific attitude because not only were you in, put in a challenging role and position, but, you know, instead of saying, okay, I can't do this, you actually went to your boss and say, right, let me do something else that will bring me more joy. And this sort of shows a great initiative rather than sort of, you know, throwing in the towel. 
That's terrific. Well, yeah, I had a mortgage to pay. I need, I needed, I needed the job. <laughs> <laughs> the realities of, of, of many people. Yeah. Um, finally, you know, what do what do you do if you're in a role that you don't really enjoy and that you're not really following your own purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if you do that, you, 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 you know, you speak to your manager and maybe you, you, you're clear on your purpose. You look at what small things you can do in that role to help others. And, and maybe you look for another role, you, you, you know, that really can help you knowing your purpose helps you choose what to do and what not to do and I certainly now I'm very clear on what I do and I don't do and I think if you take this time to know what your purpose is you know what what you know your reason for being here then the next time you, you know you you'll make a more informed choice when, when you when you move into your next role so I, th- I think you know it is very important to to you know to, to, to enjoy your job and your life and, and and as we you know we've talked about really knowing your purpose can help that so much. Yeah, terrific, terrific chat uh, this afternoon once again, Shirley. Thank you so much for your time today. And we were talking to Shirley Adrain, the founder and the CEO of the Career Catalyst Group. She's also a DNI consultant and leadership coach. Uh, remind our listeners once again, have you got a website or a Facebook page? How can we find out more about you and your work? Yes, it's uh, careercatalystgroup.com. And I do know that Shirley is very active on LinkedIn. So uh, find her there as well. Thank you so much once again for your time today, Shirley. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Noreen.